You're listening to Thrive, your agency resource, the only podcast of its kind for creative, media, and technology leaders who are ready to dive deeper into consciousness, leadership, and agency growth. I'm your host, Kelly Campbell. This year, Thrive is brought to you by E2M Solutions, a trusted white label partner to hundreds of digital agencies across the globe. Visit e2msolutions.com forward slash thrive today. Welcome back to another episode of Thrive. Conscious leaders know that they are most impactful when their work aligns with their soul mission, right? And that they empower and help ground those around them to fulfill their vision and their purpose. Today, we're going to go in a slightly different direction. So dial up that curiosity for me. We're going to be exploring how astrology can help play a role in building more grounded leadership. Today, I'm joined by Brad Williams. He's the founder of North Node Consulting, who uses astrology and his executive experience to help C-suite employees and Fortune 500 companies align that work and that sole purpose. So Brad, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited about this very, very scintillating conversation. I'm definitely a believer in astrology. I don't know if I've ever said that on the show before. But it's really been actually pretty impactful for me. And I know that you have my information about my chart. So maybe we can start just with a level set of, from your standpoint, how do you talk about astrology and sort of that balance between the order and chaos? And how does it make sense of so much? Well, the way I present astrology is in a very, very grounded way, because Coming from a perspective, especially in leadership and business practices, you know, we have sort of like this, you know, a lot of times business owners or whatever are just looking at the bottom line of things. They're not really looking at the creative sense of what got them there, even though that's exactly what got them there. So in so many ways, we look at the chaos side of astrology, which is our creative form of self-expression. And then we present the order side of the astrology. And then we collaborate to figure out which maybe one side or the other might be too much. It's like the starving artist doesn't have enough order in their chart. So they have a difficult time paying their rent. Or maybe a business owner might have too much order in their chart. And so they're very rigid and dogmatic in their thoughts and have a hard time growing. And it creates burnout and all kinds of different things. So we use the chart in so many ways to bring balance towards those things so that in businesses and leaderships and creativity and all the things that we're trying to thrive for in this life, then, you know, it's there in in a better light and more whole. Yeah. And so you've been doing some work using astrology to assist with like team dynamics, inclusive of leadership, leadership teams, and then obviously employees and, you know, their creativity and brainstorming. How does that all work? What do you get from those charts and how does that all come together? Well, my favorite way to do it is individually at first. So having a session with each of the employees and getting down to the dynamics of really figuring out what your soul's purpose is. And, and I use the nodes of the moon in order to do that. I'm not going to get too technical in this conversation. We don't have that much time. But the north node of the moon is where we're headed in this life. And so right off the bat, we start looking at that in the individual's charts. Now, if I don't have that much time, Uh, And we're just working on a maybe three, four hour workshop. What we do is we get everybody together. I have everybody's charts that is open to it because not everybody's open to this kind of thing. And then we start to create a dynamic and a dialogue amongst everybody in the room that talks about the different strengths and weaknesses, or maybe even the lack of communication or in so many ways, because it's such an individualistic kind of way, I create a more specific kind of, you know, look, see at the questions and say, you know, Kelly, you and Joan 
What we're seeing here is a little bit of maybe some tension around the way that you communicate. Maybe that is because X, Y, and Z. And then we can start to collaborate in a very gentle kind of way. And maybe I might not use that kind of frame of reference and where there's tension, but we're just talking about and allowing them to start to discuss where some of the things that they, it's sort of giving a voice to some of the things that might need to be built within the framework in a safer place. It's so fascinating to me. So let's go back for a moment. Because mm-hmm. something that you said before we hopped on to record this was talking about the first 30 years of life and like, what does that represent? And what does it look like after the first 30 years? Well, this is a pretty amazing way for employers to kind of understand where their employees are at without ever even looking at a chart. And this is something that I'm very much a proponent about them. And I just finished writing a blog about it and it'll be released eventually. But what we have is we have seven, eight year cycles that's predicated on Saturn. All right. When you're born, you have a Saturn. For me, my Saturn is at 28 degrees cancer. Seven, eight years later, it's 90 degrees away from you. And that is your first Saturn square. Seven or eight years later, it's 180 degrees. That's a Saturn opposition. 21, 22 years old, makes another square. And then around 28, 29, it makes a complete cycle. And that's called the Saturn return around 29 and a half years old. Now, at that point in your life, at 29 and a half years old, you have three entities belonging to other things. The seven, eight year cycle, family, 14, 15, peers, 21, 22, when we're graduating from college age, all that kind of stuff is society. So we get to 29 and a half years old and predominantly three quarters of ourselves is being overly influenced by other things. And so at that particular time with the Saturn return, things start falling away from us. And a lot of those things are familiar and they feel right, but we can't equate a familiarity with what is right. And so when those things start to fall away, we can feel the weight of the world on our shoulders. And if you can remember when you were 29 and a half, I remember when I was 29, it just felt like the weight and something might not be specifically happened. It just feels heavy. And so Saturn is kind of like, I like the phrase Saturn is that grumpy old man that's telling the proverbial teenager what to do. And then you come back at 25 and say, grumpy old man, you were right. I should have listened to you. So the grumpy old man is not here to tell us, I told you so, or to hurt our feelings, but it's here to sort of ignite the truth if we allow it to happen. So allowing things to fall away right around 30 years old is very important because what we're doing is we're shedding our skin. And so first 30 years of life is about ego identification and how the world sees us. And then the next 30 years of life is about spiritual identification and how we see the world. And then we start really unpacking the dynamics. So at 36, 37 years old, we start to heal certain things that we needed to heal from seven, eight years old and so forth and so on in the subsequent years after that. And so, you know, having a better understanding and in the blog that I wrote, there's more specific information about what employers can look for at those ages to whether to understand if the employee is there for the long term or the short term. And it's a really neat tool to just, to me, it's better than sun sign astrology. <laughs> you know, it's like, because everybody goes through this and it's hard to generalize, say a Gemini in one career to a Sagittarius in another career, because, you know, it's just a broad interpretation of millions of people, unless you have the whole chart. Yeah. This is so fascinating. So thinking about this as like a tool to be mm-hmm. able to kind of assess your employees, where they're at, their strengths, their weaknesses, like you said, how long they may stay in the organization. like. Yep. To me, if you had access to something like that, why wouldn't you utilize it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. The, and one of the advice that I give, it's it's really difficult. And you go, and again, you have to really be, be careful with HR stuff and legal stuff and all of that. But hiring somebody at 29 years old in the middle of their Saturn return, 
probably not going to give you the longevity. They will get past 30 and then all of a sudden they're going to realize, wait a second, this wasn't a great choice for me. Same thing in marriage and stuff like that. Now, that is a rule of thumb. There is no black and white in this. And every single thing we have to understand that like there are exceptions to the rule. And so if you do hire somebody at 29 and a half years old before the Saturn return or during it, or you get married and it lasts, it's a very Saturian kind of relationship. And what I mean by that is a very order kind of conservative kind of feeling in that. And so it's it can be very sort of low key, nose to the grindstone kind of relationship. And sometimes people thrive in that and they need that, but sometimes it just becomes too depressing because it's always work and no play. And, you know, obviously we got to have some play (laughs) in our life in order to be whole. That's for sure. Big proponent of that. Hey, let's take a quick break. Did you know that there's a better way to scale your agency? Whether it's web design, development, e-commerce, content, SEO, or even hosting, E2M is the reliable white label partner you wish you knew about years ago. Personally, I'm proud to partner with E2M because of our alignment in values and ethics. Head over to e2msolutions.com forward slash thrive to learn more. Now, let's get back to the show. Okay, so from the standpoint of a conscious leadership, we can look at the North Node and the South Node in our charts to help us understand how we can sort of be organically of service is the way that you talk about it. So talk a little bit about that and then how that helps leaders with um, burnout and things along those lines. Yeah. So the North node is foreign to us. The South node is we've been there. We've done that. We got the t-shirt as part of our gifts, but it's also what holds us back. And so ultimately for us to be of service, of true service, it has to be organic service. It's kind of like a person that says that they want to be compassionate, but they kind of just fake it because they don't really feel it. It's like, or they think that it's a a new mark of leadership. So I, I right. Right. So, so for me, and not to go too far off the tangent, like for me, compassion was something that I wanted to have organically 25 years ago. That's what brought me to astrology. I was like, I'm a judgmental asshole. (laughs) I wanted to have real like compassion. And so anyway, the same thing when it comes to service, it needs to be organic. We just can't go out into the world and say, hey, I'm going to go to the soup kitchen or, hey, I'm going to go do this or do that because it's the altruistic thing to do. And, you know, and again, it's noble to think that way and want to do those things, but really it will create burnout down the road. It will create an obligation that doesn't feel right. And so ultimately going towards a North Node, which is foreign to us over time will teach us to be more organic. And as an individual, as we're more organic to our authentic self, then we're just automatically of service to our community in most cases. I mean, it really is like the the crux of conscious leadership. Yeah, it, this is like the most fascinating conversation. I know that we don't have that much time, but I would love to go in a million different directions here. So let's talk a little bit about what advice you would give to agency leaders who have never really considered astrological assistance, let's call it for the way in which they lead their business, the way in which they show up as a leader. Um, Let's talk about them in particular and forget about the employees just for a moment with the idea of astrological assistance. Well, the beautiful thing about this is that I get such a wonderful example in my partner. Um, She's also, because I am a co-founder of the North Node, Uh uh, Lauren Reed, who runs a very amazing PR firm here in Nashville. And uh, and we started the North Node Leader back in uh, November of last year. And 
one of the great things about our relationship, and I started out as an astrologer, I'm no longer an astrologer. Um, <laughs> we're in a romantic relationship. We're married. But when many leaders come and start either getting coaching or just getting readings, in so many ways, what has happened is they've they've had a lot of success. And then all of a sudden, what was the motivation to get that success is no longer there. And so they keep trying to germinate something, generate something, and they keep poking the bear here and poking the bear there to generate the energy. It's kind of like when a couple's in a relationship and they've been in it so long that they no longer have things to communicate about. So they get in fights to communicate and then it creates an energy and then it becomes sort of toxic. Same thing with business owners at certain times at certain points of their time in their business. Sometimes they get into this rut and there's just the, the motivation just isn't there anymore. And so what we start to do is we start to break down where they're missing. And so in the North Node leadership, what we have is mind, body, spirit. And so we, in that triangle, we look at the chart, we have conversations. If the body is lacking, let's say that you're not eating nutritionist food, you're not doing environmental hormesis where you're pushing your body to, to be alive and, you know, strengthen whatever it might be, or, you know, cold plunges or hot saunas or whatever it is. Maybe we need to get you in that. If it's spiritually out of whack and you're not into spirituality, it's probably your creative form of self-expression. Remember when you were eight years old and you wanted to be a ballerina? It was authentic. You went around the house all the time. Your parents were lawyers. They didn't care. Like, but you were bouncing around and all of a sudden now you're a lawyer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's get you back into a dance class. Let's get you dancing again. Let's let's focus on that. The mind. Who are you hanging out with? What kind of echo chamber have you found yourself in that is regurgitating the same old information all the time over and over and over again? And it just never allows you to have any kind of growth. What are you reading? You know, one of my clients, so I had her, she's a business owner and looking to grow and I had her read Big Magic. Oh, I love that book. Oh my I mean, God. Absolutely. Everyone get Elizabeth Gilbert, Big Magic. Right. Big Magic is one of the best books you could ever read, but also maybe another client I've had read Dave Goggins. So how do we get our mind in a way that is reflective of our true sense of self going towards that North Node? It can only be done individually with the chart because everybody's different because some people need Dave Goggins. I'm not going to have her read Dave Goggins. She's more of a, a a big magic person. And so the idea around this, as far as the leaders are concerned, is to get you back into a more proper alignment with your motivation. Mm-hmm. Because what motivated you in your early 20s to start this business might have been out of fear. Mm-hmm. It might have been out of a sense of desperation because you needed money and you grew up with parents that were this or that or whatever and taught you some really valuable or invaluable ways of living. And so you were reactive to that. Exactly. I talk about that as um, entrepreneurship, uh, as a trauma response. Yep. That's it. And so that's what we're looking at as we grow into it. And sometimes you're right where you're supposed to be. You just need to take a 90 day hiatus. (laughs) You you just need to take a break. The rest. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So what I hear you say, so I like to kind of encapsulate things. What I'm hearing you saying is like, especially for creative leaders, right? We're talking about agency leaders who are owning creative branding, marketing, PR firms, et cetera. There's a, an element of like that little version of you that was the ballerina running around yep. the house or uh, my brother used to chip golf balls in the front yard right? <laughs> yeah. like, or fly fishing in the front yard, I remember. And Getting back to that little version of us. So we talked about play, but it's really like what you're saying is this can help us understand where the imbalances are in order to return to that, the soul self, right? The like the playful, 
yes. who we were before someone else or other world, other people, the society told us who we were. Right. And again, I want to reiterate the fact that that's by design, you know, in, in so many ways, because again, if we're coming through this karmically, depending on what you believe in, you know, in the astrology that I practice is called evolutionary astrology, in which we come into this life with certain things that from maybe a previous incarnation that we needed to heal. It could be literal or metaphorical, it doesn't matter, but there is something that we need to heal. And so there are certain things that are provoked in our life that present healing. And then it's our job to understand what that is and then to find the tools to manifest that healing. Mm -hmm. And so if we look at the first seven years of our life, that's the most authentic time in our life. If a little girl or a little boy comes up and says that they want to be whatever they're going to be at that age, trying to make sure that they are that, (laughs) you know, because that's, yeah, believe them because that's when they're most authentically like little Annie, you know, I have a six-year-old stepdaughter who's really into fashion design and, and, and that kind of thing. And, and I can totally see that. Like she's got this infatuation with Paris and all. So we're going to like, we're, we're going to play with that. Like, I'm like, Lauren, you got to take her to Paris. Like, let's, let's, let's cultivate this. But at the same time, she still has her karma and she's going to have to deal with that too. And there's nothing that as parents or anybody can protect us from with that. And so um, the best thing that we can do is help her have the tools to work through those things that are less reactionary. Because, you know, in so many ways, like, you know, I didn't really understand the dynamics of my own self until I got into my 40s, even though I've had astrology for so many years, because I was allowing the world and the life to play the parts within me. And in playing those parts and being reactive, it created different tensions, different darker components, different shadowy kind of things. And out of those came the blessing of where I am today. It doesn't mean I'm fully formed, but it just means that. Here I am sitting with you with the ability to, if we have time, to talk about all these sort of darker things that made me whole. It's a great way and a great tool to use to find more of your space. Well, thank you. This has been amazing. We literally could talk for four more hours and (laughs) that wouldn't be enough time. But Brad, (laughs) seriously, thank you so much. This has been really eye-opening and I appreciate you. Kelly, I appreciate you. Thank you. And thank you for joining us. If you liked this episode, please rate the show or subscribe wherever you watch or listen. And a big thank you to the official sponsor of Thrive for this year, E2M Solutions, your white label agency partner. Learn more about their approach, services, and subscription plans at e2msolutions.com forward slash thrive.